This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. I'm so sorry for the delay in recording, but of course, Spurs won the game 2-1 against Brighton. What a thrilling game it was. Uh, of course, Brandon Johnson right at the end with a Hunmin Son assist. Now, we are live on YouTube, we are live on X and Facebook. Please do get involved. Give us your thoughts on today's game. Of course, three points in the bag. Spurs remain fifth in the Premier League table. We've got three very special guests to talk about Today's game, we have got Melvin all the way from Malta, channel regular. Melvin, how are you? I'm good, Chris, um, especially after that really, really late winner. Um, you know, buzzing for Brendan Johnson and uh, happy with the win. You know, sometimes we concede late, sometimes we score late. You know, Postokoglu said these things, he'd rather score late than, than concede, obviously. But, you know, I'm buzzing with the result. It wasn't the best performance, but... We just have to get it over the line, and and today, luckily, we did, and 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 the boy scored again. Johnson, I'm loving Brendan Johnson right now. I'm a huge fan of his, and and I can't wait to talk about him today. We will certainly get into the football, Melvin. And uh, a slight correction on my part: Spurs are back into the top four. Actually, I was getting all the notes ready. I was getting everything ready, all the screen grabs, all ready to come on on here. And of course, we got the late uh, winner. We have got Johnny Bow back with us, of course, radio presenter. Uh, with Dublin's 102. Uh, Johnny, how are you? Super, Chris. Super. Well, I was, I was, that was an incredible end to the game because it was looking like it was just going to be one all and we'd have another draw, but they really fought. And Postacoglu, you know, as Melvin said, Postacoglu said that we're always going to try and close out games uh, by scoring, and they did just that. So it's a work in progress, but it's going in the right direction. We've also got channel regular Craig Dearman back with us. Craig, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm just giving the cat a bit of love because uh, she uh, she ran away, ran away quite sharply when we scored in the last minute. So freaked her out a little bit because she was asleep. So 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 bless her. She she, she she seems all right now. So but yeah, 
the cat's fully coys as as I'll be all. So uh, yeah, what a, what a game! What a club, honestly. Let's get into this. Let's get into it, indeed. Let's talk about where Spurs are in the Premier League right now. We are fourth. Uh, we have now played 24. We have won 14. We've drawn five and lost five. We have a goal difference of plus 15. We have 47 points. Now only seven points away from league leaders Liverpool. Now the match stats today, Spurs had 53% of the ball to Brighton's 47%. Shots, Spurs had 16 to Brighton's 6. Shots on target, Spurs had 6 to Brighton's 3. Corners, Spurs 9, Brighton 6. And fouls, Spurs 14, Brighton 13. Of course, uh, Spurs went 1-0 down. Uh, Pascal Gross scoring from the penalty spot in the 17th minute. At half-time, it was 1-0 to Brighton. Saar scored, equalised for Tottenham in the 61st minute. And as we have already mentioned, that superb assist from Hunmin Son in the 96th minute. And Brennan Johnson getting the winner. Melvin, let's start the show with you. Your thoughts on today's game? Um, I was disappointed in the beginning, obviously, going 1-0 down. Um, I think... It took us. It took us a while. I think some of the players haven't played with each other yet, and it just seems to lack a bit of creativity and cohesiveness. And we just struggle to create. And even though we did at the end play well and it was a good result, and I think the subs were really, really brilliant. And and I think these the signings have. When I looked at the bench, you know, I think that's what at the end of the at the end of the day, that's what won us the game. It was a really, really strong bench. We were able to bring on. Son and Johnson, who combined for the goal. And yeah, it's just one of those games where, where Brighton tactically set up really, really well to press us and make the game really difficult, like Everton as well did for us. I mean, we had moments in the game where we played well. We had moments in the game where we created our own problems. And and I thought defensively, we were solid. I mean, the back the back five, the back four, if you want to call, include Vicario, they... They've been consistent all season. They've been strong. They, they tackle well. They block well. It's just uh, in the in the middle, I think, where a bit of the problems remain, where it, uh, there isn't that much experience yet between the middle three. You know, we still don't even know who our best lineup is in the middle. You know, does Bissouma start? Does Sar start? Does Bentoncourt? get back to the same level of player he was under Conte. You know, there's a lot of question marks that we still don't know and we're still figuring figuring, figure, figuring things out. But, you know, I'm just delighted. I'm happy with the club. I'm happy with where we're going. And I'm just fully... If today was a draw, I would have been upset, but it, but it wasn't. But I, the direction, the overall direction of the club, where we're going, I'm still delighted, you know. So today... A late winner like this, it's what we're all about. It's what spares are all about. Probably the stadium was absolutely buzzing. I saw some videos on Twitter. I absolutely love it when these things happen. And and I, I'm going to mention him again. Brendan Johnson is slowly becoming one of my favorite players, along with Richarlison today. Richarlison worked his socks off, and and credit to him. I mean, I mean he's such a brilliant player. And 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 yeah, we needed we needed we needed a result like this because at home you need to win and you need to create a fortress. So, yeah, I'm happy with today and, and may, well, hope it continues. I can confirm, Melvin, that the place is absolutely buzzing right now. Johnny, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game. Again, you know, I watched them um, just before I talk about Spurs. I watched Everton and, and Manchester City play earlier and Sean Dyche set the team up 
to, to really do very well in the first half. Manchester City had no answers. And then it all changed when Pep Guardiola made a couple of changes and, and, and similar kind of situation in the game today. You know, Brighton were, were edging it over us in the first half. And then things started to change. A really a lot of good substitutions in the second half. And then with Hung Min Son back, um, it, it's made such a difference. I mean, bringing him on really lifted the team. I thought James Madison had a decent game. He made some really good passes. Um, just unfortunately, we, we, we went 1-0 down. So we were kind of trying to claw our way back into the game. But once we did, you could see that there was a possibility or a chance in the end that we could equalise or, or go on and win the game, which is ultimately what we did. You know, we've got uh, Wolves, Chelsea and Crystal Palace on the way and they're three winnable games. So if we keep playing with that confidence and that'll give us a lift now, get, winning that, those games give you a lift. That's like Fergie time for Manchester United, you know. It really does give the confidence to the players. So if we can continue to play like that, and as Melvin said, Brennan Johnson, you know, he reminds me of Delhi Alley, really, when he was playing really well for Spurs. Um, you can kind of see that they're 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 playing for each other. It's a team spirit, and it's um it, it, it's making me feel good. It's the first time in a number of years I've started to feel really confident about Spurs. Well, Delhi Alley was actually in the stadium today in James Madison's box. Um, Craig, let's get your thoughts on today's game because uh, I tell you what, credit to Brighton, they certainly give us a game today. Yeah, they did, and you know, Brighton, Brighton have been good the last few years. They're they're, a, they're an established Premiership side. Um, wrongly, a lot of people I think look at Brighton and think, oh, it's only Brighton, but they they are a really good team. Um, obviously, Potter took them to a different level and deserve he's carried that on. Um, they, uh, I mean, if it was a draw, you couldn't say that was an unfair result. Um, I think the win glosses over just some small issues that we've that we're still going to be working on. But at the end of the day, it's a results business and we got the win. Um, it's nice to get a win and a late goal for us in the last few minutes. Um, uh, th I think I thought the substitutions made a difference again today. I, th I think Johnson looks so much better coming on. I thought Hoybier always looks better coming on and bringing on Son. You know, you're going to get with Sonny. Um, probably the right decision not to start him after all that travelling and everything he's been through the last couple of weeks is his country. So, so yeah, all in all, it worked out well. It worked out well for us. We um, we got the win. Um, as I say, it wasn't a perfect performance by any means, but at this stage of the season and that type of game, you just, you've just got to take the three points and move on. And as Johnny said, there's, there's some winnable games coming up now. So uh, we put our foot on the gas and actually actually get some wins in those games. We can hopefully consolidate certainly fourth place. Um and um, just, just give us a bit of breathing space between the teams in, in fifth and sixth. Craig, I know we're, I know we're getting to the uh, the key match instance, but do you think the Spurs deserve the win today? Because Brighton, at the end, they had a couple of glorious chances, didn't they? I can, hand on heart, I can't say that we deserved it, but you don't always get what you want, what you deserve in football. We've had games like that where we've deserved wins and we haven't got them, and it goes the other way, doesn't it? It's just the way it is. You know, that last break, that last counter was was just clinical and that's what we've been missing that that cross from sonny Werner had a couple of chances to put in balls and and that ball from son was the difference um in those key moments i mean brendan johnson was breaking his neck to get there i didn't actually think he'd get there but the pace on the boys is is phenomenal so but 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 to, obviously for him to score it the ball had to be right and that wasn't an easy finish let me tell you that that was bobbling all over the place at the end and you know a couple of yards out that might have gone over so so um so we deserve to win 100%. <laughs>
<laughs> I think uh, tongue in cheek there. Yeah, I think we were a bit lucky uh, today. But look, look, we'll take it. We'll take it. We've done it to other teams. So you know, we people would say we didn't deserve the draw at up at Man City. Some people say we would. Some people say we wouldn't. So that's the way football is. But the main important thing for me is we kept going to the end. Absolutely. Um, Melvin, let's come to you. It's great to see Spurs back in the top four, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. this season I feel it will be massive disappointment if we don't get Champions League football. And they weren't really our expectations in the beginning of the season. I mean, personally, for me, I always thought, I don't know, I just always think we will get top four. It's just sort of expectations I've had about Spurs in the last, uh, I guess, eight years or ten years, you can say. But, but yeah, most of the Spurs fan base, I guess, didn't really expect us to do that well. Everyone was saying we'd get maybe sixth. Or, or fifth, but but yeah, I think the top four this season will be a massive di disappointment, especially since we're out of the FA Cup, we're out of Europe, and 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 we only have one game a week, and and the squad is looking really, really, the quality and depth is looking good, and and there'll be competition for places now, which is something we didn't have for a while. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who plays in the middle. I mean, I think every, with five subs, everybody is going to get to play. I think there's going to be more energy on the pitch because people will give, you know, they'll run more because they know there's another person coming behind them. And yeah, just we have to get top four. I'll be interesting to, it'll be interesting to see how, how close we can get to, to, to the top. Let's say we're eight points or, or 10 points off. For next season because we dropped some silly silly points this season we've had a run of games where we missed eight or nine players and and if we keep if we do well to pick up points this season and, and keep pushing and pushing and pushing and and, and if i was the manager I, I would put pressure on the team and tell them listen top four is not the priority it's, it, we have to challenge and we have to push we have to have that mentality we have to aim higher and 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 We'll take it game by game and obviously there'll be setbacks and and there'll be games where we deserve to win and we don't there'll be it's just part of football but i think overall it's been a positive season and i think it will continue to be sort of sort of that kind of season where we can e we can easily achieve top four and 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 i and i think i think postocoglu and the team and, and and the team and, and and the club feels that uh, if you could see the reaction of romero at the end of the game they were so hyped. They were so hyped to get to, to get the three points. I mean, we were gutted when we lost against Everton, and Everton played well. We drew against Everton. Everton played really well against City, and just just you think we were only two minutes away from from getting three points at an away stadium. So, so we take three points today. We move forward, and and you know up the spares. Johnny, doesn't that make it even more special, um, the work that Andrew Postacoglu has done here, that we're sitting in top four, but we know that there is so much more work to be done. And we know that these players can perform a lot better. We know that, um, you know, with the amount of injuries, suspensions and other issues we've had on and off the pitch this season, we know that there is so much more to come. Doesn't it make it more exciting? Absolutely. And we're only two, we're only two points off Arsenal, you know. And we all remember Arteta running down the pitch there against Liverpool last weekend. Like he's only two points; they're only two points ahead of us. So it's it's nip and tuck all the way, and it will be like that until the end of the season. And I said those three games, those next games, we've got a bit of revenge that we have to do on Chelsea, and I think we can. So Wolves, Chelsea, Crystal Palace is at least that's a possible nine points there, or if not seven, maybe. 
but um, it's it's all to play for. And and the team are playing with such confidence at the moment. You know, when was the last time we had a real snatch and grab win like that? They haven't been coming very often for us in recent times, but it's just nice to win in the 97th minute or the 99th minute and have someone score. And it lifts the crowd and, and they can see, they can feel the energy from the players and the players also likewise can feel it from the crowd. And it's on and upwards really for Spurs. I remember Brighton finished sixth last season. They're a good side. Lalana, Steele in goal, Gross. They're all they're all quality players. That's a great Premier League side. And so when you think of the Zerbi, he was over in Italy over the last few days getting dent work. Um, that's a different type of pain that he that he suffered in the 96th minute or 97th minute today than the dental work I'm sure he took. But it's it's great, um, it's great to see for Spurs. And um I I, I think top four is definitely on the cards. Third or fourth, I'm not too sure. I mean, I don't think first and second are, are there, but I think third or fourth, and we should really go for it. And I think Champions League football next season, and with a stadium like that, and with a fan base like that, we deserve it. Greg, let's come to you. Let's talk about the starting eleven because Postacoglu made two changes today from the team that drew two to Everton at Goodison last week. Saar in for Hoybier, Kulisewski in for Johnson. Uh, so the starting eleven. Uh, was as follows. Vicario, Poro, Romero's captain, Van der Ven, Udogi, Saar, Bentenker, Madison, Kulisewski, Richarlison and Timo Werner. Subs today, Forster, Royale, Davis, Dragusin, uh, Skip, Hoybier, Basuma, Johnson and Song. Um, what did you make of the starting eleven today? Um, and more importantly, what did you make of the sub bench? Because there seemed to be some real quality there uh, today. Yeah, it was better. Let's start with the sub-bench first. The bench was a lot stronger than it has been in previous weeks. Um, I wasn't expecting um, the front three, actually. I really did expect Son to start, but um, as I said before, it's probably just the jet lag and everything he's been through. He didn't really need to start this game, um, just run him into the ground sort of thing. I'm surprised, actually, he started Benton because I didn't think he'd been at his best. Um, and he, he did, did, didn't seem to have as quick feet as he... I mean, he, he obviously lost the ball for the penalty, but um, obviously he's still coming back. But um, I, I was just surprised that he, he got the nod. I thought Bissouma might get in ahead of him. Um, but uh, obviously he grew into the game a bit better, Benton Kerr. I thought he had a much better first part of the second half. Um, that back four and the goalkeeper obviously picks itself at the moment pretty much. So... It was after that, like I say, it was just the front three and, and who you go with. Probably right that, that Johnson was was dropped down to the bench. Um, Werner kept his place, obviously, and Richarlison has been on fire scoring-wise anyway. Um, so so pro- prob- probably a nice balance. He's getting the balance right, isn't it, I suppose? as well um and that's what he did um but I'd, as, as we've said look, this doesn't gloss over you know we're not perfect i know even man city aren't perfect every week but there is still a lot of work to do but as i think it was johnny said there's the fact we're, we're still in fourth and we would say we're nowhere near what we know we can be is is kind of testament to the team and i think that's what we all need to remember that we haven't been brilliant really since the Chelsea game, we haven't. I haven't seen us play. I've seen spates of it, the flowing, free-flowing attacking football we saw in the first ten games. But it's been in fits and starts, and yet we're still fourth. And like you say, we're two points off Arsenal. Right, they've got a game in hand. And in, even in midweek, half-time in the City game, we were two points off Man City. I think so. 
you know, it's all not doom and gloom, but there is work to do. Definitely still work to do. They're still building it. And I think it's 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 really important we get those Champions League that Champions League place. This is a business end of the season now. We can do it. We can do it. And I think it will go down to fifth, that Champions League spot. But um we just gotta keep going and pick up if we can pick up three wins in the next three games, that'll stand us in good stead. Well, we let's come to you on the starting eleven. Were you pleased? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to complain if 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 Son started or anyone else started. I mean, they're all quality players and they they all put on the pitch to perform and and they all seem to. I think equally, if 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 it was the other way around and and Werner and and Kulusevski came in the second half, I think we could have had a result, maybe not the same way, but but you never know in football. But but yeah, I was pleased with the with the lineup. I mean. I'm happy we got the injured players back and and the players that went out for international duty and and now it just seems to have you know a real quality in, in the team you know you feel bad for the for the for, for the young for the young boys that that used to be on the bench and used to get minutes and now they can't get picked anymore but you know that's the sign of a big club and 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 it just seems that now we have a proper bench and and we'll probably keep adding to it and 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 yeah, so I don't, it's it's interesting to see if Bentoncourt can can play like he did last last year. I really hope he picks up the same form. I know it's been early, and he's had such a crucial injury, and um, it's gonna be hard. And I I see glimpses of him where he's um, he, he he's like doubting himself sometimes. He gets caught. He doesn't know wh- where to go, what to do. But either it was due to them pressing us to the tactic. I don't know. I hopefully, hopefully Bentoncourt can 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 play for ninety minutes first of all because he seems to be taking him off at sixty. But but then again, Postacoglu was doing that in in the early part of the season. He always subs his midfielders because the way he plays with 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 high energy, high attacking football. I think I think the players get gassed out and fatigued by by sixty sixty five minutes, which is. Um, which is a testament to Richardson because he played 90 minutes and he was sprinting at 90 minutes at the end of the match. And uh, yeah, I'm happy with I'm happy with the lineup and 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 it's just such a difference. You you look at the team how it was last season and, and the season before, and even the season before, and we're completely we're not the same club. You know, not many survivors left. Only really really core core few players have survived and and. and under under I guess Paratici and in the new direction of the club and we're just a completely different football club now and 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 um, yeah I'm loving I'm loving the squad I'm loving the the vibes and the energy that the players create even when they were celebrating and 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 in the end you can see there's a real there's a real determination to win within 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 spares which is something that I think we've missed for a while. I think three points. There's a hunger for three points. Like you, you, we saw Van de Ven's interview after Everton, and he was absolutely gutted that we 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 dropped two points. And today it meant everything to them to get the three points today. Because if we if we if we miss those two points again, it could have been real critical at the end of the season. I mean, we need to we need to keep grinding out these victories and 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 keep pushing because we need to get close to that seventy. 71, 72 point mark to get into the top four. 
I tell you, Melvin, some of the videos I've just been sent, the South Stand um, is having a party right now, which is fantastic to see. Dragusin was running down uh, by the corner flag when the goal was scored. That was fantastic to, uh, to witness. And uh, I also saw Scott Munn in the director's box um, celebrating with the fans. He looked extremely happy with the win right at the end. Now, Postacoglu in his press conference just now has just said, please, we're getting the win. And I thought that we probably deserved it in the end for our endeavours. Uh, fair to say that the first half wasn't great. Part of that is because Brighton are a good side. They're well coached and very disciplined, and we weren't. We just took a few liberties with our football, our effort and our work rate. There are a few th things that we have been really good at this year, but we didn't do it in the first half. I thought the second half was a lot better. Johnny, is that a fair assessment from Ange Postacoglu? I think it is. Um, I, I do. You know, I think he's he's some, someone we need at this club for a long time. I mean, when you think back, and I don't want to talk about the past, but when Antonio Conte and Mourinho were there, and, and they're very well-decorated managers. They've won everything in the game. But the tactics and and, and the strategy was just so negative. It's like, we'd be happy to get back to one all against Brighton today or, you know, and, and, and now we're going for it. You know, in the last minute, we're really trying to win. And there seems to be a progression amongst the team that... They're going to fight for this. And I feel more confident as a fan just watching it on the TV. I feel we can win this today. Whereas before, maybe three, four years ago, I'd be kind of thinking, oh, here we go again. But it just seems to have given me a lift. And as you said, the sad stand and all the fans to be cheering outside on Tottenham Court Road and just be a great vibe. And we need it. And as I said, we deserve it. And I have to say, uh, top four is definitely on the cards. I think we can finish fourth. I think it, realistically, I think we can finish fourth. We're only two behind Arsenal, as I said, and it's all to play for. We just have to keep really attacking, keep that attacking uh, mode going, because that's working for us. And it's only going to get better, Chris. The coaching seems to be good. It's a lot better than it has been in the last few years. The players seem to know the positions they're playing in. Now, I think Vicario, Richarlison and Romero had good games today. I think they, they, they actually had really good. I think Kulisevsky... Bentecourt, you know, I think maybe possibly Werner didn't have great games, I think, as much as they normally do. So when some players aren't playing as well or not having as good as game, there are other players that are stepping up. And that's what a team is about. Everyone does their bit and, and you know, tries to cover for other players that are not playing well or it's not going for them. So, um, yeah, it's all, all good. Um, and looking forward to the rest of the season. Craig, let's come to you. Let's talk about the match instance today. After just 50 seconds, uh, Welbeck um, had a chance and Vicario ended up making a, a good save. What did you make of that incident? We just didn't didn't start quick, did we? I mean, we could we could have easily been one nil down quite quickly there. Um, I, to, to be honest, I only saw a rerun of it because um, I was a bit late starting it but it just goes to show that you can't switch off at any moment in a premiership game can you it, it's um it was van der ben actually lost the ball which was really surprising oh right like i say I, I haven't i haven't seen it fully so um yeah but it comes it just comes down to concentration and you know you got, you'll be you've got to be you've got to be ready from the start haven't you and and the, the first half in games we've Last few weeks, we seem to be a lot better in the second half. He must give him a rocket in uh, half time because we do come out a lot, lot better in the second half. Um, I wouldn't say we started game slowly. I mean, you could argue we did today if that had gone in, but he didn't. Um, 
but it was a warning. And um, I just like to see us blow teams away in the first half, get 3 0 up in the first half, you know, like we did against Burnley. I know, I know it was Burnley and they haven't been having the best season, but you know, it's um, that type of football. That's what it that, that's what you're going to hopefully get. That's what the ultimate is, right? But um, we just got to go at it from the start and hopefully play some first halves better than the second half. But then again, the other the, the other side of the coin is it doesn't matter really when you score. If we'd gone 2-0 up and they'd got one back and we'd held on and this was all in the first half, you'd say that was a decent result. It's just football, in it? We all get excited, that, like these last-minute goals. For me, it doesn't matter when you score. It's all about the result. Yes, you could manage the game better, but at the end of the day, the three points is three points. And um, we got that today. And they've got plenty of time to work on this, remember. They, they haven't got any midweek games. They'll be learning. He's got a full squad to work with, more or less, now. I think um, uh, uh, Solomon, he's had a small procedure. He said he should be back in a couple of weeks. So that's another option. And the only other one he's testing on, I believe, he's on the road to recovery as well. So much like Man City, it would be amazing for uh, Ange to have a fully strength squad to pick from in the running and hopefully no more injuries. Melbourne, let's come to you. After two minutes, um, of course, uh, Brighton had a corner. Madison was in front of Vicario. What did you make of that incident? Because, of course, Vicario had been heavily criticised uh, by a lot of pundits, a lot of fans, including Spurs fans, by the way that he's dealt with corners in the last couple of games. What did you make of it? Yeah, I think we, did, we didn't deal with it very, very very poorly today. I mean, we didn't concede from corners and today and um, just they, the club needs needs time to, to practice these things on the football pitch. And it seemed like they had a full week and, and we were a lot better. I think because of the rule change before it used to be, they used to protect the goalkeepers a lot more perhaps. And, and, and nowadays, I don't know, it just seems that people were targeting Vicario because they, they thought that Maybe it's a defect, and, and 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 they could score, but it was fine today. And and I think over time, with a couple more games, it's something that we will just get out of the system and we'll learn how to deal. But it's nothing major, nothing really, nothing not not a problem that I see, you know, being long term for us this season. I think it was only there for one or two matches, and. and uh, I don't think we'll have that problem anymore this season. We will probably still concede from a corner or two because it's part of it's part of the game, and 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 and, and lots of lots of teams try to score from corners, obviously. But but I don't see it being a real issue for us this season. Johnny, let's come to you. Of course, uh, Brighton went one nil up via a penalty, uh, Pascal Gross, after 16 minutes. Um, what did you make of the penalty incident itself? Um, Benton Kerr caught in possession. Van der Ven uh, fouled Welbeck. Was it a clear-cut penalty for you? I think it was, Chris. You know, I mean, I could say, I could, you know, I have to be honest, you know, obviously we're all big Spurs fans and it's easy to say, well, I don't think it was. I think it was a penalty, yeah. And, I, and uh Having listened to some of the pundits on the radio as well after the game, they all agreed as well that, that it looked like a penalty. Even some of the Spurs pundits as well, you know, former players. And uh, it was look, it was a it was a rash t tackle, I suppose. Look, the, the, these things happen in football, but a lot of teams are trying to get, uh, as as Craig was saying, look, we don't want to be going down one nil 
straight away and and then and then having to drag ourselves back into the game and a lot of teams now maybe are seeing that we have a little bit of a weakness at the opening part of the game really get stuck in them get the counter-attack ball going you know into them put them under pressure and and it seemed to work the tactics worked and so van de ven made a bit of a mistake um if i was marking all the players today i have to say he was probably the lowest rated i mean and he's usually he's the fastest in the premier league but he's usually 100 percent, you know but just i didn't think he had a great game today but look he can't be great every week um but i, I think i think it was a penalty you know if you have to i'd say yeah I'd say nine out of ten was a penalty nine out of ten times craig penalty for you yeah 100 yeah yeah it was a penalty but the rollout, um, sorry, uh, Vicario rolled the ball out to, uh, God, who was it? Ben Tenkur, wasn't it? Um, whether that led to the penalty, I can't quite remember, but we, we certainly had some warnings before then, and that's what playing out from the back does, isn't it? It was Ben Tenkur um, caught in possession, yeah. It, it was Ben yeah. Um, we kind of it was, we kind of made that ourselves, didn't we? But it was a penalty, 100%, yeah. Yeah, you, can, you can't argue with that. Definitely a penalty. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Craig, let's stay with you. After 22 minutes, uh, Madison with an excellent ball through to Richarlison. One-on-one with the goalkeeper. Uh, goalkeeper saved it. Good save. Werner... Uh, then followed it up with a uh, with a shot uh, which was blocked. Richarlison's got to do better there, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's, and you know, I'm I'm um, uh, I, I don't really want to criticise Richarlison because he's he's the centre forward and he's been scoring goals. But the centre forward role is is about a lot more than just scoring goals, even though that's your main target, if you like, as a main part of your job. I just think he. He needs to control the ball better. Uh, I know we've been used to Harry Kane. I hate to bring Harry up again, but I know we're used to that and the, and the ball just sticks to him. But there were several occasions today where the ball's just bounced off him or he's played a loose pass, like the one Madison's bursting through. I think it was just before that, Madison's just bursting through and all he's got to do is lay it off to him and it wasn't a particularly good pass and, and the, the move died out. But going back to your original point, that's the type of... Um, chance that he's got to be taken if he wants to be considered one of the top strikers in the Premier League because Haaland would have finished that I think Son would have finished that um, you know Salah would have finished that um, he just needs to work on it just work work keep working one thing you can't fault with Richarlison is his work rate he keeps going and going and going and again today he, he just did not stop but he's got other parts of his game he still needs to work on and he'll know that but uh, yeah he should have he should have done better there Chris definitely Craig, tell me how close was James Madison's shot? That looked extremely oh. close. Was, was it literally yeah. millimetres? 
yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was so 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 close. Um, it was one of them when you kind of off your off your seat, um, depending on the angle you're at, but you're just expecting the net to ripple. It was it was very unlucky. Um, but yeah, not much else I can say about it. It, it was just incredibly close, but obviously he didn't go in sadly. But uh, yeah, it, I think he's getting back to better fitness now, Addison. You could see when he came on against uh, City, wasn't it, that he, he wasn't quite there yet at all, and really does go to show the levels you've got to be at in the Premier League to to, to keep up with the game uh, pace, doesn't it? So, but he, he's getting there. He, he, nice touches today, nice through balls, trying to make things happen, getting around the pitch. So it's good to see him back, but it's going to going to take a few weeks, but uh, good to see him back on the pitch is the main thing. Melvin, let's come to you. Um, in the 28th minute, a good move from Spurs. Um, it went through to Richarlison, couldn't quite control it uh, to get a shot in. What did you make of Richarlison's performance today? I think he worked his socks off. He ran a lot. I think he's improving game after game. Obviously, he didn't score today, but, you know, nine from nine is, is, is a pretty good return for a striker. And um, I think he needs he needs to be fed real opportunities to score and and i don't think we gave him much much chances today um i think we struggled a bit to create and um and his is he, he i think he was let down by 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 the people around him in in a, in a way but you can't really blame you can't really blame the team i think the way brighton set up to frustrate us and 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 not not create chances, not start off attacks quickly like like Postacoglu wants, and um, it just I think Brighton Brighton got tired at the end of the game, and which is which is why we were able to score so late, and we had really really fresh players come on at the end of the game, and and I think that's how we created the last goal. But Richarlison, compared to last season, he's a completely different player. Yes, he's had surgery, and and he's had off the pitch is issues which which as a football fan and, and and as a person i mean i'm completely in love with richarlison at the moment the guy i mean he's he's my screensaver the guy like i love the guy honestly richarlison it, it needs to be studied how this 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 football player went from being so hated and so ridiculed by our fan base to now i absolutely look forward to seeing him score because Honestly, I just love it when he scores. And if he keeps this run going till the end of the season, it's just, it makes my day, honestly, when he scores a goal and he does, you know, his little dance at the end. And it's just, it's just... It's just... Do you know, Melvin, what, what I found today is last week at Everton, he took those goals superbly. And they, yeah. were, they were first-time finishes. Today, yeah. it just seemed like he wanted the extra touch. Is that fair? Um, perhaps, perhaps. Maybe the quality of... of of balls he was receiving wasn't the best. I think he, if he receives them in certain places, he can he can get a shot off or or lay it on to someone or or, or switch it wide. But but he, he worked he works his socks off today, and and you get that from Michelis in every single game. And to have a player like him, you know, he's always available. He seems to he doesn't pick up any niggly injuries. He gives his socks off. And uh, he's very good from the air, from set pieces, and he's just going to keep improving. And he's not—he he seems to be play in the Premier League for for ten years, but he's not—he's not that old. He's still quite a young player, and he can probably still improve under Postacoglu. I, I think he'll—he'll—he'll he'll, he'll probably 
not even seen the best out of Richarlison. I think the best is yet to come. Even when the people around him improve, I think he'll just start tapping them in at the end and he looked brilliant because because of all the work the people around him do, you know. I think the way the way Brendan Johnson came on today and, and, and just tapped it in at the end, yes, you need to be there at the end of the day and you need to have the concentration to to tap it in and, and, and get it on target and score. But he's always at the right place at the right time when we need when we need him to win. In the last and he did step up when Son left, which is something that needs to be said as well. Because we missed we missed Son today. And when and when Sonny came on, I was delighted and and I'm delighted for, for Rich Allison to, to keep to keep playing and, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully keep scoring because because he seems to be his confidence is back. And last season, you know, when he was coming off, Conte was subbing him off. He didn't look right. He didn't look happy. He looked like, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, like he's at the wrong club. He was many things were going wrong for him. And, and this season, it just seems to be going right for him. And 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 it's exactly what he needed. And 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 everybody keeps saying, oh, we overspent on Richarlison, we paid too much. And now it just seems we bought the right player. And the right player is is um and he fits our system perfectly and and, and I think he'll he'll improve and he'll get even better. Johnny, I want to fast forward a little bit and then we'll come back to the point we were at. Um, a lot of comments at the moment in the comments section talking about Brennan Johnson. Um, Simon writes here, Johnson equals speed, that's all. Uh, there have been a number of comments saying that Johnson didn't really do a lot in the game until he scored the goal. Is that a fair assessment? Because it just seems that Johnson is getting it in the neck and has done in the past couple of weeks from Spurs fans. Yeah, I mean, it, it, equally, like I think uh, you were just talking about Richarlison, he was getting it as well in the neck for a while. And, you know, it, it, in life itself, you know, life's not easy for a lot of people. It's challenging. And, and I imagine for all of us, you know, we all have challenges in life. But being a Premier League football, people think, oh, they're paying a lot of money. It's no problem. They have the same issues we have. And uh, Richarlison has them off the pitch. We don't know if Brandon Johnson has. I don't know. But... I imagine he's young. He's getting a lot of hassle on, on social media because all those young guys use social media. And, and they, they'll say they don't, but they do watch the comments. And and I think people just have to be respectful of that as well. Just, just Look, he, with a coach, a coach will decide maybe to change your style to fit the team. And some players are very good at switching styles that the coach wants them to do on the pitch. I mean, David Moyes will bring in a player and say, look, that's the way I want you to play. And it may not work. It may not work. And then they decide to move them on a year or two later and sell them on because they, they just weren't able to get it. And I think Brandon Johnson is getting it. He's beginning to get it. That's why his, that's why his um, performances are beginning to improve. And with young players, you have to work on it on the, on the training pitch. We're not there during the week. We don't see what goes on. We don't see, you know, the, 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 the way Postacoglu wants the players to play. And are they able to adapt to his strategy and style of play? And some are and some aren't. And I, and I think that, you know, Richarlison has shown us that if you have issues, you know, outside of your workplace or whatever, to deal with the root cause, get therapy, get help, get psychological help. And the help is there. It's everywhere. And, and look, he's a great example. It seems to be working for him. And, and I'm, I'm so happy to see him doing well because, you know, from previous podcasts, I was a little harsh on him. But with Brandon Johnson, he's a lot younger. He reminds me of Deli Ali. That's why I mentioned him earlier. 
And I think that I, I think it's very unfair to say he's full of speed. He's gonna he's gonna keep improving. He's gonna get that that goal will give him great confidence, and it'll only get better from here. And he has a great coach, so everything is set up for him to be a, a Spurs player for the next decade and to be a really good player for us and to and to score goals. And he has great. Uh, he has, he has more mature strikers in the team that he can learn from. Yeah, I agree, Johnny. Well said. Um, Craig, let's come to you. In the 29th minute, Vicario threw it out to Benton Kerr. He was tackled and it ended up um, with Vicario making a good save. He'd done this a couple of times during the game. A little frustrating for you because it, it just seems... I know, I know you guys have already um, applauded Vicario today for the saves that he made, but it just seemed that on a couple of occasions during the game today... It was because of what he did. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's like I touched on earlier. He he rolled. I know Ange wants us to play it from the back, and you're you're going to get times where we caught. It's just a, it's just a fact of playing football like that. But he did put us in trouble a couple of times. And for me, if you can't find the pass or or a pass that's not going to really put you in danger and I know that's a split second decision sometimes then you've just got to go long surely but it just seems like and wants us to play it from the back all the time which is what they've been told to do he's doing exactly what he's been told to do um I don't think he, I mean there was a couple of occasions where he didn't play particularly good passes or, or good throws or rolls but but that one obviously the one that led to the, the penalty did did put us in a bit of trouble. And like I say, it's going to be fine lines. You do see it with City and and, and with Arsenal. Um, they, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. But give me playing out from the back more every day of the week rather than just lumping out the pitch like, uh, you know, like famously Wimbledon and so used to do. Um, I want to see us been playing football. But as Darren said there, there is a time and a place definitely just to hit it long and get us up the pitch. Um, it's just knowing when to do it, I suppose, and, it, and it's a tough one. But he did make a brilliant save the first time he, he landed us in trouble, I have to say. But you, you are going to get caught, sadly, and it's just a fact of football. I've got to say as well, I don't think I've ever known a team come here to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and place so many balls across their box to their goalkeeper and across their back four. They were very, very risky. Risky football under Roberto De Zerbi, but extremely entertaining football. I thought Brighton were, were, were good today. Um, Craig, let's stay with you. Um, in the 36th minute, Timo Werner, good one too. Crossed to Richarlison, he hit it wide. What, what did you make of Timo Werner today? Um, I, there was a couple of occasions. I think there was a run in the second half. Uh, he did exactly what I want to see him do. He's just run at players with pace. Um, it did, didn't result in anything, but he did go past two or three of them like they weren't there. And I just want to see him doing that. I thought he had a quieter game uh, as in um, creating chances. But um, I just wish he'd cut back on his right foot a couple of times and have a shot. He did have a couple of shots today. But um, again, sort of powder puff finishes. He, his left foot's OK. But... Uh, <laughs> Yes, if anybody went listening on audio, Darren saying that he won the go-karting yesterday that, that Chris uh, put on the channel, go and watch the video if, if you're interested, it's a very good video. Um, yeah, Werner. Um, Hold on, you can't just say that and carry on. Some of us well, stick to the rules and some of us didn't, that, that's all I'll say. Now you oh, right, on. okay. <laughs> yes, apparently, apparently, I'll, I'll just cover that off, apparently, um, anybody who's been go-karting, just to divert for a minute, 
you do get given a safety briefing and you're told not to treat them like bumper cars and you must um, steer clear of people, not deliberately bump into anybody. And apparently, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But uh, apparently some people were. So um, they, they, they thought they were at the Dodgems at the fairground, Craig. That, that's the truth. <laughs> right. I'll leave that for you three to uh, to, to squabble over. But uh, I'll be going myself in a couple of weeks with the family. So I'll let you know if, uh, if anything's improved. Um, back to Timo Werner. Um, uh, he didn't have his strongest game today, but he is getting the crosses in, although they weren't. What does drive me mad um, a little bit is this the low crosses. I know we've had a lot of success from the low crosses. I just would like to see us vary up a bit and just dink one to the far post or something like that. That's the only criticism I've got with that because it does seem these low balls coming in do get cut out more often than not. I just want to see us vary up a bit. I'd love to see Timo Werner just dink one to the far post and hopefully somebody can come in at the back post and head it in because Richarlison's great in the air. He does seem to go to the front post a lot. Klinsman used to make that run to the front post a lot. That was his. That was his preferred uh, preferred way to finish. Um, but but yeah, he, he didn't have his strongest game. But uh, he did. He did uh, put in a shift again. I thought he worked fairly hard. Um, jury's still out whether I think we're going to sign him full time in the summer. My guess is we probably will for the price. Um, I think he'd be a decent squad player, and we're going to need that squad if um, I'm going to say it. If we're in Europe next year, I'm not going to say that we're getting Champions League yet. I'm not getting carried when? away, but we will need a squad. When? 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 We Melby. will be in Europe. Yes. Melvin, let's come to you. In the 38th minute, Kudelski had a shot that was saved. Uh, in the 40th minute, ball into Rashalison. It just seemed that he wanted the extra touch, as I mentioned earlier. A minute later, Rashalison had a shot blocked. Um, in the 44th minute. Pass from Madison through to Richarlison um, didn't quite happen. One nil at half time. How are you feeling at that point? Um, I was confident that we would at least score, but because obviously, because what we spoke about, we had quality players on the bench. We had our captain on the bench, and um, and I thought we scored. I was disappointed that we didn't create as much. I thought Timo in the first half was was actually pretty good. I just don't think he had the service. I, I think the few balls that they were, you know, that he had, and, and he had some space to run into, but he just, the wingers didn't get much, much opportunity to do anything. And because and credit to Brighton, they didn't let us, they didn't even let us play. So, so you have to give them credit. So our wingers were starved of, of, of getting quality quality passes for them to run into the space, so so that's why. But at the end of the first half, I think Werner um, produced one of the, probably one of the best chances for us. And I thought, come on, yes, more of this. And even Kulusevski was quiet the first half and played much better in the beginning of the second half. And I just thought the whole game that we didn't create and we weren't fluid as much as we were. You know this season it's probably you know rusty players a bit of everything because players can be back from injury players not knowing you know probably the first time that um bentoncourt played with with sar or 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 played with um Bissouma. you know they play in training obviously but probably one of the first few games that that some of these players have played together and it, it shows i think we're still we're still early in in we're still early on their Postokoglu's philosophy. You could see when when we had, I hate to mention him, but I use him as the art stick to see where we are as a football club. Pochettino's first season, you know, you, you think 
you, you, you try to compare the two and, and under Pochettino it took time for us to settle and obviously we have a much much better quality of squad you know if you compare the two we have a much better squad than we did, we did back then but but yeah you have to you have to think these players in 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 and I guess in in the project that we're going on there, we have to wait until these players to play together for two, three years, and then you can really, really judge them. We have to stop as a Spurs fan base, stop being short-sightedness, and you have to look at the bigger picture. and And there's so many positives when you think about the bigger picture. and And when I think about players like Brendan Johnson, even Werner, he's only 27, and 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 you think the 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 squad is, is is full of 22 year olds 21 year olds 24 year olds they're very very young players there's some of them haven't played this is their first premier league season you know brendan johnson only played for nottingham forest last season he's playing for a big club and i'm excited about most of seeing most of these players develop and gain more premier league experience because it's something that it's 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 a lot it's a lot it's people who understand football they they know these things you know that everything takes time and 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 people it's very very rare and and i can only name one or two players one of them is probably van der ven that came into the side and looks like he's been playing there for five seasons van der ven looks like he's been playing in the premier league for five six years and and and, and i've not seen many other players do that and you could say yeah but no, it's just and and he didn't even play much German football either. So, so you so I'm happy with the squad. I'm happy with the team. But just it just they, we need we need to be patient with them. And and all the positive signs are there, but there's also some negative things too that are hindering us. But so I'm just happy and I'm patient and 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 it's just we need to look at the bigger picture. And and I keep thinking about where we will be in in two seasons. You know, the, this team, this team. Melvin, I can see all the positives. You just said there are a few negatives. What are those? What what are they? Um, I think there's a bit of naivety sometimes with the team. I think um, even Postokoglu, um, there's a bit of naivety with him. I think there's tactically, I think he's good, but um, I think we play too much dangerous football in a way because we're we're one we're one misplaced pass from conceding a goal but luckily we have van de ven and romero which are absolutely brilliant and um sorry um who are absolutely brilliant at you know recover their recovery speed you know they make up for so and even vicario vicario we didn't mention him today he produced two incredible saves in the first half that pretty much kept us in the game let's say we didn't have a keeper as, as good as vicario and we conceded two goals early in the second in the first half that game would have been you know close to over and and we probably wouldn't have turned it around you, you know i think that's the that's the, the bit of the bit of um the bit of criticism i would have of postokoglu where i would say we play too much on the line we are too much on the edge i mean it makes for brilliant football and it's exciting and and um and we're never boring the game is never boring because we either concede and we're angry, but then we score and it's brilliant. Like just like today, today's probably a typical Postokoglu game this season. It's it's never boring. It's never it's never a one nil, is it? Like a Jose one nil that we used to have, or 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 a Conte or a Conte victory. It's 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 end to end. It's exciting and and um, and I think 
I think that's why I keep saying his attacking philosophy. It we need time. It we need time, and 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 it, it it will take time. I think the way he wants us to be is for us to blow teams out of the water, score three quickly with the way we play, and then it doesn't matter if we concede one or two because we already scored three, and it's going to take time for us to become that team. And Foster Coglu has just been talking about Hunmin Son and said he's a world-class player. I thought we did well to cover his absence. Richie obviously stepped up in terms of goal threat and a few other players, but to have a world-class player for the run-in uh, for us is brilliant. Um, Johnny, let's come to you. Of course, as I mentioned, half-time it was 1-0 to Brighton. Um, three minutes after the break, Madison had a free kick outside the box, uh, safe from the goalkeeper. Um, after 53 minutes, Werner had a shot from distance. It deflected wide. A couple of minutes later, Saar had a shot over the bar. And then after 61 minutes, of course, Spurs equalised through Papa Matasar. Um, what did you make of the goal, Johnny? Because, of course, um, Saar, he tried to cross it. Um, Dunk uh, tried to block it. It went onto the post. It came out. Saar then knocked it in. Good finish from the midfielder. And overall, a good performance from him as well. Oh, he's, I mean, you can see some of the comments coming in on the screen there. You know, there's a lot of a lot of fans are you know like like what they're seeing with Sar. I mean, I, I I'm sure Mikel Arteta would love to have a player like him in his side. You know, but we have him, and I'm glad we have him because he he's somebody for the future, along with Brandon Johnson. Yeah, it was Dunk I think that made a little mistake. I think Kulisevsky might have hit the ball in initially, and then it hit off Dunk, hit the post, and then Richardson sort of got in the way or something. Didn't he was a bit mixed up. And then it was knocked in by Sar, and that—that's what you want, you know. That is what you need. And just to say what what, what Postecoglou was saying about Son, you know, if we get into the top four, it, it's Son who'll get us there. You know, he'll be one of the players who's instrumental in getting us into the top four, into the Champions League places, because he has the experience. And um, as long as he stays fit, if he stays fit and he keeps playing well to the end of the season, we're finishing the top four. And you know, I I know it. it we want Madison and Romero and all those players fit too. But I think Son is the jewel in the crown because of his experience, but also because he's the captain too. But he's just, he's an opportunist type player and he'll pull a shot out of the bag, shoot from distance. But you, but you have Sar, you have Son, Bentancur, Romero, Vicario. They're all, they're all pretty good players and they're all playing well. So I, 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 I think that, um, I wouldn't like to be Wolves and, and Chelsea and Crystal Palace because they're going to be playing a really good side. I know the Chelsea game's away, but we're, they're going to be playing a really good side in the next three games. And uh, I'm sure they're not looking forward to it. So um, Sarah is one for the, for the present and he's also one for the future. Johnny, let's stay with you. Let's talk a little bit about Hudming Son because he came on um, straight after Sarah scored uh, in the 62nd minute. Son on, Johnson on for Werner and Benton Kerr. Have you been surprised by the quality of Hunmin Son's leadership on the pitch? Because I tell you what, we hear some cheers at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but when he came on today um, against Brighton, there was an absolutely huge cheer from the Tottenham Hotspur crowd. You know, welcome uh, Son back. Of course, a lot of South Korean flags went up around the stadium. Um, it means a lot for him to be back. Of course, uh, disappointment after South Korea, uh, you know, didn't go to the final and didn't lift the uh, the trophy. Um, but what does it mean to you to have Hunmin Son back and, and, and a real leader on the pitch? Well, I mean, look, I'm delighted to have him back. And I think for the fan base, it's great to have him back. I think he was a little hard on himself when, when they lost in the semi-final there. I think he was a little hard on himself. Like, he has high levels, high expectations. And he was kind of saying, well, I have to take the blame on it. I don't think he has to take the blame on it. There's 10 other players to play with him on the team. So I think, you know, it's just one of those things. But 
he, he was the super sub today along with Basuma coming on as well. And um, I think Kulisevsky and Bentecourt might have come off, but he, 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 you could see the difference when he came on. We went on and won the game. So if he's starting all the games now between now and the end of the season, um, it'll be a, it'll make a huge difference to the team. But I, I you know, imagine finishing the top four without Harry Kane. You know, if we if we if we finish the top four this season without Harry Kane's goals, because he was scoring so many for us for season after season. If we can finish the top four, that is immense. And Hunbing Son, you know, there's going to be more goals from him between now and the end of the season. And Madison as well, if he stays fit they're going to be getting the service. Um, but I'd like to see Son in a more advanced role, you know, uh, up the middle, up the centre. I'd like to see him as more of a real number nine striker, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I just want to see him kind of goal hatching as well. Uh, he has the speed, but he's very good in those type of circumstances too. Like, he's very good at shooting from distance, Chris. So he'll take a shot from 20 yards and it'll go in the top corner, or he can score the tap-ins. But I think he's more effective up near the goal, you know, because we have the runners now to run in. He doesn't have to be the one who has to pass it in. We have Madison there to do that, to spray the ball left and right. So I think he should take a bit more of an advanced role up front because he's very effective and he's very accurate with his shots. He really, when he hits the ball, it's like when Jermaine Defoe used to hit the ball. It goes like a rocket and uh, everyone nearly gets out of the way. <laughs> it's going so fast. But that's what's on. So it's great to have him back. And uh, it's top four finish for me if he's still fit to play the end of the season. Craig, let's come to you. Um, of course, it's fair to say that Ange Postacoglu was quite heavily criticised last week about the subs at the end of the game, uh, about game management. Of course, we drew 2-2 at Goodison. Um, but, you know, giving um, three of these players at least half an hour pitch today, Son coming on, Johnson coming on, a minute later, Basuma coming on, Kulisevsky going off, in the 63rd minute, um, it makes a real difference, doesn't it? That that bench, I know we spoke about it earlier, we touched on it, but you know, to have that quality coming on with half an hour to go, how often have we spoken on this podcast in recent seasons about game changers? Game changers, Son, Johnson, Basuma coming on with half an hour to go. That was the difference today, wasn't it? On mute, Craig. Sorry. Yes, the substitutions were good today um, and they worked. And like I said previously, some players are just better at coming off the bench. We used to see for United, those those people watching the stream that were uh, of a certain vintage. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was never particularly any good, really, when he started the game. He got most of his goals as a substitute and what a phenomenal player he was. Um, some players are just better at coming on. Like I say, I never thought I'd see it, but Hoybier has been brilliant this season coming off the bench. But having that strength in Son, you know, uh, argue our best player, I would say, certainly my favourite player at Tottenham, um, coming on and seeing that, rather, rather than bringing on, with all due respect, an Oliver Skip when you're trying to win a game, he's just a totally different thing. And obviously Sonny is a starter generally, but that's the type of player... That you're bringing on you've got dragushin sitting on the bench ready to come on if there's any issues or he wants to firm things up and for the record really i don't think the substitutions were hideous last week against everton i just don't think we managed the game particularly well the players that were on the pitch i said at the time kulisevsky giving away a stupid free kick in a dangerous position when we've been battered and bruised by set pieces all game and you're giving away um, an opportunity to Everton to sling it in the box again and it kind of 
ended, you know, resulted in our downfall in, in the end. You know, I'm, I'm convinced if you haven't given that away, we'd have probably seen the game out, albeit that we didn't play particularly well. So, <clears throat> um, but going back to your original point, having a stronger bench is what all the best teams have. Um, we haven't had it at times this season through injuries, suspensions, and players disappearing to play for their countries. But now we've got a week break in between each game, more or less. And I think that's the key. If you can keep all those 25, 26 players fit, have loads of choice, that squad is looking strong. And, you know, up to and including around the Easter time when teams are still going to be in Europe, still going to be in cups, teams are going to pick up injuries, you'd think, suspensions. So we've just, all we've got to do is worry about ourselves, really. That's all we can do. I don't want to be in a position where you're hoping a team slips up so we get somewhere. Let's take it, let's put it in our own hands and just worry about ourselves and win our own games. Because that squad is, in my opinion, strong enough to, to get top four. And that's all we need to do is just worry about our own game and just let everybody else slip away, hopefully. Melvin, let's come to you. Simon writes here, I'd like to bring up the percentage of goals this year from penalties and own goals and deflections and strange goals, etc. Um, I feel it's a very solid defensive third. Honourable mention to James Madison protecting the goalkeeper today. Uh, excited for the, uh, the run home. Um, what did you make of the protection of Vicario today and, uh, and particularly James Madison in the centre midfield? Because it's great having players like that back in, in the starting eleven. Um, so you mean you mean for the corner kicks where he stood in front of Vicario? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was something that probably they worked on this week. They had a full week to work on these set pieces, and um, it's, it's just it's vital that that we don't concede from corner kicks because you just know that the opposition will try to if they see a weakness in you, they're gonna try to exploit it as much as they can, and and and, and you. And you just know that Brentford tried it, City tried it, Everton tried it, and all these clubs are gonna keep 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 trying it. And and if we don't practice and prepare for these things in, in on the training pitch, that on match day it's gonna be an issue. And today, luckily, it wasn't. And like I said before, I don't see it being a long term problem for us. I, it'll probably just it's just until they work on it on training, and um, it's something that we can quickly get out of our game and we, we won't have to be talking about this anymore. And James Madison, Melvin? Yeah, um, James, his performance was was okay. I, I thought he, was, he wasn't as sharp as he was earlier in the season. Obviously, he's still coming back from injury. He played 90 minutes today and, and he was crucial in the build-up for the goal, which is which is good. And, and, and you know what you're going to get from James Madison. He's just it's just I think the, the sharpness in him is still lacking a little bit. I don't think he was sharp as he was in the beginning of the season today. And he'll just get that game by game. You'll probably what what's this? His, his second start or, or 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 third if you count the Man City game. But but yeah, he's he's been brilliant. I really wanted him to see I really wanted him to score from a free kick. I feel that we haven't seen that from him yet. And every time he lines one up, I just think, come on, score, score. We need someone that can score a free kick. And, and I mean, Pedro Porro can shoot from outside the box like that. And, and also, I want to see Madison shoot from outside the box, kind of like Ericsson used to do. And and because uh, 
because a couple of games in the season, you need someone to get you out of jail like that when we can't score or we can't win and you just shoot one from, from I don't know, 10 to 15 yards and, 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 and get a really, really amazing goal. And I feel like he has that in his locker. I mean, he came close today with that whipped whipped shot that he had. And, and um, I don't know where you were sitting, Chris, in the stadium, but I, I don't know how far was it. It looked close on TV. It probably looked even closer on 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 there in the stadium. But I thought that was going in because he scored a similar goal like that this season, and he has a really good whip when he shoots with the ball. And and hopefully we need to see more more goals and assists from Madison because 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 the other players are are popping up with goals and assists, and we need that from him because he's probably the most creative player out there and. And um, it's good to have him back, but we need, you know, the fit and fit and sharp James Madison. Absolutely. Johnny, let's come to you. Stephen writes here, as much as Brighton probably deserved at least a draw, our strength off the bench showed itself, uh, kept the squad as fit. Um, only one game a week. We've got this. Um, it's nice to see that quality, isn't it, from the bench? Because, uh, you know, we've, rec- we've recorded so many podcasts over recent seasons uh, under different managers saying that we haven't had or we haven't had that um, that, that strength, you know, from the bench. It's, it's nice to see, isn't it? And I think that's, that's only going to get better and only going to improve after more transfer windows under Ange. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think uh, Craig had said earlier, you know, we've moved a lot of the, the players that we may have had in the team that, you know, you sometimes they're described as dead wood or they're not really, you know, giving too much when they do come on for a few minutes. But the, those players are kind of gone now. We're weeding them out. And the players that are on the bench are sort of regular team players. So they're familiar with the system that Foster Coglu wants them to play. So Hoiberg, you know, he, he seems to be playing really well off the bench now. And and, and Stan, obviously, because of, you know, he, how he did well in, with, with uh, Korea and the in the championship that they were playing. So he, he's only back. I didn't I didn't expect him to be coming on at halftime. I thought he might have started, but I understand why he didn't. Um, and then, um, you know, you can, you know, if Kulaseski is, is on the bench and, and, and there's somebody else playing in his position, he's able to come on, you know? So the strength and depth has definitely improved in the squad. And once the investment keeps going, um, during this season and into next season, like over the summer, if we invest in a couple of more players in, in key roles, key positions, I think that um, I think we can really. In fact, you know, when I mentioned key positions, I think probably a strike. Like I know Richardson's really hit form, and I've no doubt he'll keep getting better. And Brandon Johnson's very good, but it would be nice to have another striker. You know, somebody who's really prolific if we can get someone like that. Um, but um, off the bench, we definitely have better players coming on when we need them. Um, but as you said, Chris, that wasn't always the case. A couple of seasons ago, you'd be kind of saying, oh, this is not great. You're looking at the seven players on the bench or whatever. You're gonna, none of them are going to make a difference to this second half, you know. But now they are. And so you can really see the difference. Craig, let's come to you. Johnson had a shot straight at the goalkeeper after 65 minutes. And then after 76 minutes and 78 minutes, Brighton with two glorious chances uh, to probably win the game. Um, you know, certainly go in the lead and, 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 and perhaps go on to win the game. They must be very, very disappointed that they've, uh, that they've lost that game, particularly after those two fantastic, glorious chances they had. Yeah, it was funny, though, second half. We, we did, as we've done before, and as I said earlier, you know, we, we started off second half like a train. 
much better in that first part of the second half, but Brighton grew back into it and we were under it a bit there, weren't we? And um, I think if they'd, like you say, if they'd got one of those goals, it might have been a different result. But um, <clears throat> they could probably feel hard done by today, quite quite rightly. Um, did them not having deserving rhythm play any effect on the result? I don't know. Um, they're a good team, Brian, like I say. They're a dangerous team. I do like the way they play football. I do like to watch them. Having Tarek Lamptey back for them was a big plus, I think. Um, they got some really good players. I love that Mitoma. I think he's a dangerous player. I think he's a cracking winger. Um, it's, it's quite frightening, actually. The players, if you could cherry-pick players, a bit like football manager, the players I'd love to see at Tottenham, Mitoma would be right up there, along with... Uh, Pedro Neto of Wolves, who we have actually been linked to. Um, I know we've got this abundance of wingers, but but all talented players. Um, it does. I'm going to mention him again. I know people don't like it, but it does. I do wonder where we'd be if we still had managed to convince Harry Kane to stay another season. Perhaps we'd be doing worse. Who knows? Who knows? But we can't think like that. You know, it's just it is frustrating, a little bit frustrating when when you see that that all this time he'd probably wanted us to play like we've been playing, and the one season that we actually play like that over the last five years, and Harry Kane's gone. But hey, he's gone. All we can do is carry on and you know go with the players we've got. But uh, you you, um, mentioned, you mentioned our ex-players a lot on this podcast, Craig. I do, I do, but you know, they're, at least they're ex-Tottenham players. I'm not talking about Arsenal players or West Ham players. They've so. gone. Forget about them. They've gone. You know, I think we all know Harry will be back one day in some capacity, and you know, I, I can't forget him because of what he brought to the team. A bit like Gareth Bale. I'll always love Gareth Bale. Um, but you know, it, we got back into the game. Um, it was great to see Madison um, get some more minutes in his legs. I thought I thought he did put in a lot of work. Um, just. just uh, on a side subject, if anybody's uh, interested, there's a really good uh, about a half hour YouTube video on Stephen Hendry's Q-Tips, I think is the name of the channel. He went and played snooker in James Madison's house. I think it was a couple of weeks ago it was filmed. And it's really good. Uh, he just plays a couple of frames with him. And um, Madison uh, talks a lot about football, his life, but uh, about Tottenham. And Madison actually said in that, there's something brewing at Spurs. You can smell it, I think, is a phrase he used, if anybody's seen it. Um, you you can saw, tell by the way he talks. Yeah. I saw that yeah. uh, Stephen Hendry said that you don't clean the cloth. <laughs> yes, yeah, he yeah. doesn't brush his snooker table correctly. <laughs> uh, it's worth watching just to see James Madison's house. I mean, he's, this, this, this lad's room, I suppose, man cave, He's got a full-size 12 by 6 slate bed snooker table and he's upstairs. Christ knows how they got it up, up the stairs. He said it took six blokes to carry the three bits of slate up and he's got a pool table, a dartboard, as you expect, a, a poker table. It's just phenomenal. But to see James Madison relaxed and, and playing snooker and he talks a bit about himself and uh, you, can, you can tell he loves Tottenham as well. So it's well worth a watch. Melvin, let's come to you. After 80 minutes, uh, Ben Davis and Pierre Hoybier came on. Um, it was going to be Oliver Skip and Hoybier, um, who went off, um, Destiny New Doggy and Pablo Matassar. Um, any idea why Skip didn't come on and, and Davis did at the end? No. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's just, uh, just fresh legs, I guess. I don't know. I, I think... Um, Maybe he thought destiny was was maybe fatiguing a bit. I think he was gassed out. 
Um, I, I know the fullbacks, and they, along with Pedro Porro, they they cover a lot of ground. I mean, to go up and down the wing, I, um, to play in the Premier League, and I I, I think he just freshened freshened up in that position. And uh, Ben Davis has always been solid for us. I think it's a no-brainer to bring him on. And um, and yeah, I don't I don't know why he um, he didn't bring on Skip, but um, but but it just it just shows the the depth in the bench now. Now you need to fight for for your position. You need to fight to be one of those five substitutes because even even there's there's gonna be there's gonna be times where a quality player is gonna be brought going to be left on the bench and not not even brought on and um and and yeah and uh it's probably the reason we won the game today the the, the depth in our bench because they came on and, and and combined for the goal and johnny let's come to you um in the 83rd minute um brendan johnson had a shot it went to var was that the correct decision look i mean with var it's 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 such a it's a challenge. It's it's almost like what the blue cards are going to be doing. You know, it's just going to co it's just causing so many problems. I I would happily get rid of the VAR tomorrow and just take a chance on the on the referee and uh, and the linesmen or lineswomen, whoever whoever's doing it, just to let them decide uh, who, who what what the goal is. But uh, that decision, I, I I don't know, Chris. To be honest with you, I'm I'm, I'm sort of fifty fifty on it. Um, I know on the other one, the Brighton on the Brighton um, penalty. I think that was definitely a penalty. Well, on this one, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Um, but when the but whenever whenever the referee goes to the to the monitor, you know, you you kind of know what's going to happen. But um, with VAR, I think it's just delaying the whole game. I think it's just ruining the game. And uh, I think if there was a vote done tomorrow, you know, on VAR, if you want to keep it or don't want to keep it, I think it would be an overwhelming no. Don't know what the rest of your guests think on that but I, I would definitely say no but in that one i i don't know really i, I i'm 50 50 on that one well brighton had another chance after 88 uh, sorry 89 minutes uh the offside flag went up hoybier then had a shot over the bar and then came the winner we all thought it was going to be 1-1 but of course sonny popped up with a fantastic assist brennan johnson with the goal craig what did you make of our winning goal because i tell you what that stadium went absolutely crazy yeah, we went crazy here as the cat will back me up on that. Um, uh, it, it, was, it was just brilliant. It was, I just had a feeling as soon as we won the ball back there that, that something was going to happen. There was going to be a, a really good chance there. Um, Richardson threw the Son, uh, paced down the wing, crossed, great cross to the back post for Johnson, as I say, breaking his neck to get in there. Do you know, let me tell you, although he wasn't far out, that weren't an easy finish because it was bobbling, easily could have gone over the, the bar. And then well, people... Have, 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 as you know, Craig, you played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and you missed you missed an opportunity like that, didn't you? It, it was so very it much was like... It was very much like that. It's not easy. Yeah, not easy at all. Uh, yeah, my, my chance was slightly harder than that, let me tell you. But uh, <laughs> um, it, it wasn't. Um, but yeah, no... It wasn't an easy finish. He was running at full pelt, bobbled up. It, it was still rising as it in the back of it. In fact, in fact, it was one of those you just waiting for the net to ripple, as I say. Um, he seemed very calm after he scored. He was just doing the old deli alley sort of like, you know, follow me, come to me sort of thing. And I thought, has it been as the linesman's flag gone up? And obviously, the, when you watch it back, you think, no, oh, that's onside. No, that's onside. And as soon as you see that, you see Johnson was actually behind, well behind Son when he played the ball across. 
it was a goal all day. And um, it was one of those times where I'd love to have been in that South Stand to experience that. And then the uh, the nightclub atmosphere afterwards, as Andrew would say. So, so yeah, great to get those three points. What a good feeling to score a late goal. Absolutely. Well, as I said, Spurs are back in the top four. We face Wolves next here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium next Saturday, 3pm kickoff. Melvin, um, let's start with you. Um, actually, before we do uh, the Wolves preview, man of the match today. Melvin, who would you go with? Um, it's going to be a strange one because we didn't really talk about this guy and I wanted to talk about him now. And I'm going to give it to Papasar because I think he covered a lot of ground today. And it's, it's interesting because he started ahead of Besuma today. I know he, he came back a bit earlier. Maybe he was a bit fresher and, and, and maybe he, because Besuma was suffering from illness a little bit. And But Papasar, credit because he scored a billion goal. And and I just love the celebration that he did. He just went into the fans and, 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 and hugged them. Yes, he got the yellow card. And yes, he could have you know gotten sent off. And we would we would all been fuming if he did. So I'll give it to him because I thought he's a very, very solid player. And um he's 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 brilliant. He covers lots of ground, his energy, and and he finds he gets into the box. He's you know, he scored a couple of goals for us this season and and um it's just he's that type of player. He just he just covers the ground so quick because he's he, he's got some height on him and 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 yeah. So I'll give it to, to Pape Sar. Well said, Melvin. Um, I think Johnny and I actually discussed uh, Pape Matasar to say what an excellent performance it was. I'd give it to Sar as well. Johnny, do you agree? Got to give it to Richarlison. Uh, yeah, because I thought I thought his work rate was very good in in the. Um, in the match and although the balls didn't fall to him or he maybe took an extra touch before he hit I, I just thought his work rate's very good for the team and I think just in relation to the off the pitch stuff the fact that he's coming to terms with that and he's dealing with that and trying to improve his life um I, I'm going to give it to Richarlison today what about you Greg um I it's tough for me I can't really look past Saar but I, I personally I thought um Van der Ven did a lot of um, dirty work again today um, between those two for me, but probably Saar just edged it because, it, it, you know, it's funny, Porro as well, he needs, uh, you say he could need a rest, we're only playing one game a week, so he probably can handle the workload, but, you know, he's, Porro, I think, has been really good, he hasn't been swinging in as some good crosses or set pieces like we used to, but I thought he's been. When a player go just does their job and does it well, you try, you tend to forget them, don't you? And um, it's like Saar, that position. It's quite easy to overlook Saar, but he was so good today. Um, but as I say, Van der Ven between him and Van der Ven, but Saar probably edged it for me. Yeah. Melvin, let's come to you on the Wolves game next week. Um, Wolves are currently tenth in the Premier League table. They've played twenty-four. They've won nine. Drawn five, lost ten, got a goal difference of minus two. They have 32 points. They are 15 points away from us. Uh, they lost 2-0 at home um, against Brentford uh, today on Saturday. Um, do you think Ange Postacoglu will make any changes for the Wolves game and your score prediction? Um, probably Sun will, will retain his position. You know, he'll come in and wear the armband again. And um, other than that, I don't think there will be much change um, possibly Bissouma coming in but you just have to think for who because Sar scored and deserves to start again 
Bentancourt needs to to keep playing to bring up his fitness and, and his sharpness. And um, and I just think if he keeps the same, I think you don't change. You don't really change a winning side. But obviously, you have to bring in Son because Son is his leadership. I think is a quality that you you don't see it. You don't see it, but you you notice it in the result. It's something that you you saw when he came on the pitch. I think the fans. The fans, you know, they sh they showed their appreciation of Son, and I think, I think he will be the one that 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 comes in for 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 Werner, and and um, it's unlucky for him because at the same time I don't think he's done much wrong. He's played well ever since we've signed him. He's 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 producing assists, which is important for us, and um, he's going to be great coming off the bench hopefully, but also it will be it will be a Disappointing because you think if you need to bring on Werner, you're either still you're either losing or you're still chasing the victory. So it's a tricky one because he's playing well and, and doesn't deserve to come off. But at the same time, it, you know it's it's Hyunmin Son. You were talking about he's someone who's world class and and, and slots straight into the team. And um, as uh, prediction wise. Um, I'm gonna say two nil. I think we'll, we'll we'll keep the first clean sheet. Well, not the first, but we'll keep a clean sheet, which is something rare for us this season, and something that I try to look forward to because it's a sign of of growth as a team. You know, when you when you don't concede, and it just shows the team is starting to become more consistent. So I'll say two nil Spurs. What about you, Johnny? Uh, well, last time out, I think we did they not come back from being one nil down to beat us two one the last time we played them. Right? They've Isn't had that? some. They've had some good results here of late. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Mario Lamina's late winner that, that that beat us. But I think after that game, the last time we played Wolves, I think uh, Postecoglou came out and said we lacked fluency in that game. Uh, we started well, but we just didn't take our chances. It'll be similar to the game today. It's going to be the same kind of thing that because Wolves and Brighton are similar style of play, I think, in a way. Uh, Brighton a little bit more attacking, Wolves are a bit more of an encounter kind of side, but they're going to cause problems. Um, I'll go with 3 1. I'll say Spurs to win 3 1, but it's going to be a tricky. We could go 1 0 down, you know, early on. I think we have enough to come back and win, but uh, we need to be going 1 0 up to be honest, 2 0 and 3 0, as Craig said, that's what we should do. But I'm sure he's telling the players to do that. So we we'll go with 3 1 to Spurs. And lastly, Craig, your score prediction and whether you think that Ange will change um, any of the uh, any of the starting eleven. Will Son be back? Do you think in the starting eleven? Yeah, I do. I think Son will start. I think Vernal will perhaps drop out. Um, it'll be Son, Richarlison, and probably Kulisevsky again across the front. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops Bentancur and brings in Bissouma, and the midfield will be Saar, Bissouma and Madison uh, backfire probably the same as long as they're all fit so as for score I think it's going to be the same as today I think it's going to be the same score line as today 2-1 I agree Craig I'm going to go 2-1 as well uh, but three points is three points we, we don't care what the score is as long as we get three points stay in the top four and get Champions League football for next season and as we've all said on this podcast this evening that uh, you know we can see all of the positives and uh, we can see something special happening at this football club and uh, let's hope that we play in Champions League next year. Uh, it'd be great to have that back and of course it'll be under the new format as well. 
Um, Johnny, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Uh, where can people find you and uh, when are you next back on the radio? Back on the radio tomorrow at 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. GMT and q102.ie. And uh, you can go to Dublin's Q102 app as well. You can download it in the Android or iTunes store and uh, you can get it for free. And you can listen to me there from 3 p.m. tomorrow. Thanks. Johnny, thanks so much for your time. Pleasure having you back. Um, and Melvin, where can people find you? And you're out to another party tonight. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, probably. Yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm just here in Malta. I follow Spurs. I try to come to many games that when I can. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter if you want to find me, Melvin Malta. Um, yeah, I'm quite active. I usually follow back. I usually follow most Spurs fans. And I'm, you know, quite chatty and, and, and love talking about spares. You know, if you cut me, I bleed lily white, as I say. But yeah, hopefully we get the three points next week and we talk about another victory. Can I just say one thing? I'm on another spares podcast after another victory. And this has been, I think, five in a row now. Because I'm counting. Every single time I've been on, it's been a victory. And it's now five in a row. That's good, Melvin. We're going to have yeah. you on every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I remember that time when Melvin used to come on and it was like defeat, defeat, defeat. And people used to stop me in the stadium and say, Melvin's not on tonight, surely. <laughs> I didn't like to answer him. Melvin, it's good that you've got that break. You, you, you've got a good uh, streak with us at the moment. Um, and Craig, thanks so much for coming back. Uh, look forward to having you on again very soon. Where can people find you? Yeah, no, no worries. Always good to come on against uh, with a win and we've got Thankfully, I've got a fair few uh, this season. See, raises probably, yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, if you want to follow me, at DM9 on Twitter. Um, looking forward to the golf challenge. I'll tell you, you know, Mr Maloney said, um, uh, he, he said he'd be up for the golf, so that'd be good. But I'm just calling out Mr Altman, like, fresh from your victory, fair victory in the go-karts, you need to come. You need you there. You know, we've got to be done. And I think it's the beard, as Gary said. I've grown a beard back and we've won a game. And I was clean shaven last week and we'd lost. So, uh, well, we didn't lose. We draw. felt like a loss. But you know what I mean. So I'm keeping the beard. Craig, do you want to tell everyone what challenge we're doing on the 8th of March? 8th of March? Yes, yes, yes. We are... I don't know if it's a challenge. I suppose it is a challenge. It's going to be a challenge, isn't it? We're um, to raise awareness for uh, homelessness. We are um, sleeping out at Peterborough Stadium. I don't actually know whether it's going to be on the pitch or in the stands, but um, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be going up to Peterborough Stadium on the Friday night and spending the night there um, to raise awareness for homelessness. So uh, Chris has got the uh, Just Giving page. So if you want to donate to it, it's a great charity. Um, get on that um, on Chris's socials and the links are on there. I'm sure he'll put them out again. It'd be great if you could donate to that. Um, and whether we'll get much sleep, I've no idea. I've no idea how cold it's going to be or wet, so um, or what we got to take with us, whether we can take anything with us, or whether it's truly just turn up in your clothes and, and suffer. We don't actually know, but that's the whole point of doing it. So kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Craig. And uh, thanks to everybody who has uh, donated and sponsored us so far. Um, it is really appreciated. And uh, the charity do such wonderful work and help 
um, so many homeless people to to eat, drink, and uh, and look after them. So um, it's a really, really great cause. So if you can donate, please do. Um, Johnny, Melvin, Craig, thanks so much for your time this evening. It's a pleasure talking to you, especially after a win. Uh, as I've said, hopefully Spurs can continue this uh, winning form and, and get top four at the end of the season. If you are watching on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button, like, share and comment below. And if you are listening to this on an audio platform, please do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. And uh, the security are here. I'm out of this stadium. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up 